Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, Kaylin Patterson, P4P Real Talk, Midwest Muscle in the house. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug free sponsorship foundation in all of the world. If you are a drug free athlete, or a vehicle that drives your goals like a Mac truck through ice cream, check us out at P4P Muscle. Dot com and now let's chit chat with Avanta. Yes, yes, we still haven't been Ronan, but we're still moving on and we're having a great time doing so because we're not dwelling on the negative, but finding life in the positive. Because guess what? We are still here to talk about it. I have a very good guest. Tara, Tara, please introduce yourself and let's get this ball rolling. All right. Thank you, Kaylin. My name is Tara Thatcher. I have been in the fitness industry for about 15 years now, part of that as a competitor and now as the past decade as a coach. And we're, we're finding ourselves in a really interesting time right now. And I'm finding that a lot of things that I, I help my clients with, closing presence and mindset, are things that we can use as tools in our daily life right now, especially the mindset piece and how I translate posing into what we're going through right now would be your body language. You know, how are you showing up for your day? How do you carry yourself? What are you, you know, are you using tools to help the other people around you feel comfortable and confident and like, we got this, right? So yeah. there's, there's so many good there's so many good things that we can do right now to move forward that I feel like this is a really big opportunity for us as a nation as a world to to make a lot of really good changes right now. You know, uh, one of the things that was brought up uh, from the last time you and I had talked is that this is a good opportunity to see how much shows were dominating people's lives as compared to the balance mm-hmm. that has to happen for everyone. And that one kind of got me because I know when it's competitive season, I'm always ready to step on stage. And mm-hmm. I never made it the, the main thing, but it was always something right there. So for me, it was kind of like the sports I've grown up in where when it's time to play basketball, it's time to play basketball. But when the game's over, you know, I can step off the stage and get back to life. And I, I know that takes a lot of balance, but without people like you to basically be that reminder, I think sometimes we do get too uh, deep into it to where we're not engaging people in life. Because, you know, for me, diet is always going to be there. So I'm not always wishing for that cake. I'm not always wishing for that uh, food that I really don't eat because it, it's not really part of my life in general, but for some, they really do covet and crave that stuff. So how do you talk to them and how do we get this balance into mainstream society as well? Well, that's, a, that's such a good point because I've had some competitors that were, you know, their goals were spring shows this year that may happen, may not happen, may be moved. And a lot of them are finding that the show plays a bigger role in their life than they were aware of. And Mm -hmm. a lot of it comes to, like, how do we identify ourselves? You know, are we, you know, how do you identify 
you are as a person, what you do for work, what are your hobbies, you know, a lot of competitors. And I found that it was like this for me. I, I had very much tunnel vision when it came to competition. And that for me for a long time was all that mattered. And that was not a very happy existence for me. It was completely built on like false things, like false validation for how my body looked. It was built on, you know, just getting feedback from other people and not really feeling good about myself within myself, you know, the other things Mm -hmm. that I'm good at. And so it, it does really like a time like this really forces us to kind of take inventory of how much weight we're giving this goal because we can't be defined by our goals. We have to have other ways to say this is who I am and not just say, like, I am just a competitor because we are a person and we are made up of so much more than that. And I think right now we're kind of diving into um, stress management, self-care, uh, even even prompting questions like, what do you believe? Like, what are some core beliefs that you have govern the way that you live on a daily basis that are not competing? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that I noticed is that, you know, it's like when everything's hunky-dory, it seems like we've got a great aspect and outlook on life. But the minute we mm-hmm. hit a bump in the road, you know, then you don't really hear from people they kind of drop off. And I noticed that really doubled and tripled when it comes to the uh, the natural bodybuilding community because they were so invested in the, into the fitness part of it that they didn't know how to really present themselves. And this is kind of funny that, you know, we've, we've got such an identity into one thing that we can't see ourselves in anyone else, and we, especially in the mm-hmm. social media. We really don't know how to interact with others other than, you know, fitness or in health instead of just saying, hey, we can get through this. Hey, this is something that I do on a regular basis or give you another part of me that's not fitness and not uh, dealing with the health aspect, but basically just the mental side of it. Like, hey, this is a tough time. I'm going through struggles and, you know, it, it's not easy, but, hey, it, it, it can be done. And here's some of the ways mm-hmm. I've gone about doing it. And and I think if we could be, this is a good chance for a paradigm shift in a lot of people's lives mm. where we can be more forgiving of life instead of just the, the health and fitness side. And we don't need that pose or picture to identify us when we're making a post or a comment. I, I'm so in agreement with everything that you just said. And I think it's so important to see where we are outside of fitness and to be able to be flexible with it. Because when this started happening and then Jim started shutting down, I just, I was a little bit disappointed with the fitness wellness community as a whole. When I saw the kind of posts that people were putting up, you know, like they were, they were, it felt like entitlement. And to yes. me, fit, fitness is so much more than just going to the gym. It's, your mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, social health, like your work life, all of these things are more than just the physical like movement aspect of it. And, and then on the positive side, we also had a lot of people step up and start showing like home workouts that you could do, you know, and 
it also it it forces us to be a little creative and a little flexible, which I yep. think is really good because yep. we don't need the fancy gym and the equipment to get our heart rate up to move things like this forces us back to like movement mobility um you know like hip type workouts, just different things mm-hmm. in a different way to move your body, and sometimes that I think is hard for people to grasp because I think that the fitness industry specifically competition really attracts a type a person who who likes mm-hmm. control and yep. what what we're dealing with here are things that we can't control and how do we adapt and overcome and still move forward without feeling like we're lost you know so it's kind of it's reframing how we're looking at things and I think that all comes back to mindset. Like, are you looking at what you do have and, and being really appreciative and thankful for that? Or are you chasing, always chasing something, the next thing, you know, like it's the next show, it's the next body fat percentage. It's all of these things all of the time. It's all consuming. And then you never really appreciate where you're at. So I feel like it's a, it's a reminder for us to slow down. And to yes. see that there's so much more available to us than sometimes we take the time to appreciate. Well, one of the things that says that, well, okay, I'll go with Gerald's question because he, he heard you say about the entitlement. And, I, and Gerald, I agree with her. I, I definitely agree with her because, you know, we're, we're not in military fatigues fighting overseas. We're not stuck in situations where we can't get out. All we were had to do is stay home. And I'm saying, you know, with all all the things set up, granted there's a lot of worries that go with not being able to go to work, financially bills being paid. I understand all of those things. But when you talk about the bigger scheme of things, entitlement is not a bad word with the way we went about it. We pouted, honestly. We, we were just pouting mm-hmm. like little kids. And I said, you know, we, we got to really – step back and look at the bigger picture because people are dying. And I said, if we can sit there and complain while somebody's dying, we really need to check our moral compass because something's not quite right. What do you think of that there? Oh, absolutely. And I think that I'm not saying that to be negative. I'm just saying that as an observation where, yes, I think we were all a little bit disappointed. You know, we all have a routine that we like and that we thrive in. Um, but this, you know, and it's, and it's okay to be disappointed. It's just not okay to say like, I deserve this because I am this way or because I do shows. And, and I think it's just, it has affected everyone in that, that enjoys working out. So we've all had to like make a shift into, okay, so we can't go to the gym. What can we do? And, like, I have a lot of clients who are super resourceful who already have gyms in their home, who have a bunch of equipment, and they they share different trainers to follow or different gyms that are posting online workouts. And I actually think that that type of community is really cool. So I think that out of that, you know, maybe negative, as some people view it, came a really positive thing where people stepped up and provided a lot of, a lot of content, a lot of access, you know, a lot of things that we really needed. You know, if, if there are people who aren't familiar with working out with at home, 
you know, if they don't have a lot of ideas, there were a lot of people and that continue to do that. You know, I have some friends that I watch and they're doing like four or five classes live online every day. And I think that's awesome. You know, so it gives, it gives people a chance to try something different. And it also gives entrepreneurs who are trainers a chance to, to show people who they are right now. Yes. And, and it also identifies them as true trainers and not just people that show up to the gym, run you through a couple of routines and send you home. I mean, uh, your identity is much more than a gym environment if you are who you say you are. And there's also certain things that we have to be challenged with if we're willing to challenge others to improve. That should be our mindset as well. If we're not set mm-hmm. in the mindset of improving daily, then I question how you consider yourself a leader or a mentor or a trainer. There's always certain things and facets that we have to work on in ourselves. And if we can't be mm-hmm. challenged with the basically the uncomfortable then there's a problem right there. Now, when we're, when we're like what Gerald was saying uh, with how everything's running down, and we, well, he's, he, okay, he's really on to this, and I think he's enjoying this conversation we're having. But he's talking about how when the NBA, the, the NHL, and all these others mm-hmm. uh, were shutting down, how could we not think it was going to happen to us? Yes. Well, and – the Olympics is not happening, you know, and I was listening to a podcast the other day where they're interviewing an Olympian and, you know, he was really honest. It was a swimmer. And he said that, you know, leading up in the uncertainty, he was turning, he found himself turning to food as like a comfort thing because he was really unsure of whether the games were going to happen or not. And when they finally found out it was postponed, then it was like relief. Like, they could go back to whatever type of training they could do, but they were getting more rest. So it was nice to hear someone at, you know, and at Elite how it was. It was kind of scary, you know. And so, I mean, let's just, we'll just be honest here. The shows will come back, you know, and mm-hmm. and this will this will move forward. But I think what happens in this time right now is – is people reveal themselves. They reveal who they yes. really are. Not when, not when the things are good and money is coming in and all of, you know, everything is aligned. They reveal who they are right now. So be mindful of who you're around and who you're following and like what their mindset is and what they're sharing. Because if it's negative, if, it, if it's not helpful, then it, it isn't nothing. You know, that is energy that affects us so we need to be aware of because I I have found myself on my phone much more than I normally am and I I had to consciously say that and put it down because we're we're consuming a lot of content and and I was like it doesn't make me happy to do that so I need to put it down and I need to check who I'm following too because if there are people putting misinformation out there or they're just stuck. Oh, it does affect us. And and, and it can beat us down uh, uh, mentally. And, you know, this is the thing that I learned. You know, any physical assault, you can leave. Any mental assault, you take with you. 
and you can take it with you back to your house, back to your bed, and back to your sleep. So basically it becomes nightmares, not rest. And it, it's a beating that you can't get away from unless you let it go. Like you said, you had to put that phone down. That, that was something you had to mentally choose to do because if not, you find yourself 10, 20 minutes, an hour into mm-hmm. some negativity that you never had an idea that you were really going to go there. Because I know there's plenty of people, uh, they call it trolling, and I, I think it's funny that, you know, someone runs around looking to cause mental harm or harassment or bullying, and those people exist. And if, if sometimes they're they're a lot closer to us than we would ever imagine because we're so used to their their dynamic, their speech, their mm-hmm. way of functioning. We kind of got used to it, but really we're still taking in that negativity. And if we're taking it in, we're passing it along to somebody. And at some point, yeah. we if, if we're not going to be the bridge, we we have to be the barrier. And I would rather have mm-hmm. the option for the drawbridge, where if it's getting too bad, then it's time to raise that bridge up. And say, look, we got to get this stuff straightened out. And uh, if not, then you know it, it we'll part ways, but we can do it as friends. And uh, whether the hate stays, that's on them. But you don't have to hold on to it. And this is where it's shown during times like this, because I said, you know, either we're active or we're proactive, or we're reactive. But I would rather be proactive in seeing a problem and addressing it, and then realizing, hey, I've grown from it other than saying, you know, my life depends on this. You know, my life depends mm-hmm. on God, food, and rest. So if I got that, I'm good. And, you know, if I if, I, if it takes a month to pick up a, a serious weight, then I'm good with it because I'm still here and I still get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I've had enough setbacks in my life where it's not that big a deal to start over because I said you're still you. We don't lose mm-hmm. ourselves. We can lose the identity we were portraying but we don't have to lose who we are because you get to take that everywhere you go. So if, if people are stuck in that mindset, how do you walk them back from that, Tyler? So if if somebody is having a really hard time, I try to help them refocus on, like, what do they have that they're really appreciative of and, and kind of coming back to gratitude. But I think also – one of the pieces that I'm working on with my clients right now is stress management. You know, a lot of folks Mm -hmm. are at home with their family a lot more than they normally are. You know, the kids aren't going to school, so there's a lot expected of them. And so making sure they're setting aside time for themselves to, you know, do what serves them. And I talked about some different self-care things, you know, like meditation and gratitude, um, journaling, creative writing, being out in nature, just finding some things that they really enjoy and kind of making those non-negotiable every day so that they have some time just to themselves to recharge and get ready for their day so that they can do all of the things that they need to do for their spouse, their significant other, their family, you know, their kids. Because if we don't take care of ourselves first, being resentful because we don't have anything to give and I think I think most women would call that people pleaser. Like they want to make sure mm-hmm. everyone is happy before they make sure they're happy. And what what happens there is work. they're giving Yeah, they're giving from a deficit. It doesn't work. And then at the end of the day, they feel empty. You know, because yeah. like no matter what anyone did for them, they didn't do for them. So kind of going over some things like that 
And it doesn't have to be anything like real crazy. It might be 15 minutes in the morning where you have a cup of coffee and you read a few pages from your favorite book or something where you're just able to be, you know, quiet and in the moment and then carry on with your day. So I think that's one. I also think that, you know, being, being a leader in this time is really important, whether it's a leader for yourself, whether it's a leader for your family, whether it's a leader in your community, I think now is the time for people to lead and to share this type of information. Because if we're all, you know, if we get stuck, if we're not feeling good, if we're not putting some good things out there, then what are we contributing? You know? Exactly. Well, you know, one of the things I've been busy with is volunteering. Because what I learned the first time I volunteered is that I could never meet the people that I I know today without volunteering because they're so special because they're giving themselves willingly. And I was Mm -hmm. really blown away by that because I was so used to people doing it because they were asked, doing it because they were paid or doing it because they owed someone a favor. But I hadn't met people that were just overjoyed to be able to help others. And, you know, I I really, I I thank God for that because that taught me about the real people. Because, you know, we we meet people that know what to say and do Mm -hmm. when, like you said, when things are going well. But sometimes you can get around people that don't really know what to do when the ball is placed in their court. And it's, it's not an easy spot to be. But if you're used to helping when you're not asked, doing when you're not asked, being you when you're not asked, because you do know how to balance and uh, budget your time, you do stand out much more in times like this because it's not that stressful. This is something new that you're always Mm -hmm. doing because you're always used to doing something new, different. Because when you volunteer, a lot of times – you're stepping into an environment you're definitely not used to or comfortable, Mm -hmm. and yet you can still make it. So with situations like that, how do you basically, you know, coincide that with what's going on now? Because I know it's a juggling act, but you do have to learn to balance and budget your time, and that's very important. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brittany. You're right. You're right. Communication. Communication. At home. And with anyone else, if you if you have a plan in place and let you can communicate that correctly, your life will suffer and you'll struggle. So we'll start with communication part first, and then we'll jump on to what I was saying. How about that, Tom? Sure. So I think that communication is a hard one, and I think I work with – I need to preface this with I work with women. And one of the things that I've noticed – from a lot of my clients is they have a really hard time asking for what they need. And Mm -hmm. whether it's from me, from their trainer, they feel bad asking for that. And I feel like that type of communication is so important because if we can't ask for what we need, then how will anyone know how to help us? And then the person who is at fault is us, who is not taking responsibility for communicating and Communication is so, so important in, in every aspect of our life. You know, if we, 
needs something, we need to be able to ask directly, clearly, and if the person didn't understand, we need to be able to have a conversation about it. And not, you know, I think that a lot of people go to blame. Well, you said this and you, you did this. Well, hold on, you know, like, how did you hear what I said? And if they repeat it back and it was something that I didn't mean, then it gives me the opportunity to say, actually, thank you for sharing that. That's not what I meant here. I'm going to try and say it a different way, you know, because Mm -hmm. I think that communication right now is so, it's so foreign. You know, we have so many different avenues. We have text message, we have email, we have messenger, we have all of this different social media as well that, a lot of the what, what the message actually is gets lost because we tend to put our own tone on it. So if we're having a bad day and we get an email and it's actually a, like a nice email, we're like, oh, that's so rude. She was like, have a nice day, you know, and, it, was, it, and mm-hmm. it isn't meant to be that. But then we're projecting our own feelings onto text because oh my God, wherever yeah. it comes from. Right. So we're projecting our own, our own crap on it. And that's not what they meant. So sometimes it's just like, if you're feeling that way and you're stuck, like just reaching out and making a phone call and saying, Hey, I, it's easier for me to communicate on the phone. Or if you can see someone in person, you can read their body language, which tells you a lot as well. So it's, it's so easy to miscommunicate right now. And I feel like that is just, it's just overwhelming, but I think we need to start with the basic, like being confident and asking for what we need and making sure that the person that we're asking understands this, you know, like if it's your trainer and you're not getting any feedback and you want more feedback, how do you ask for that? You know, mm-hmm. and like, Hey, I was just wondering, do you have, you know, do you have a couple minutes where I could talk to you about some extra feedback? You know, just, just asking for that. Because I'm sure they want to give that to you, but they may like nobody can read minds, right? So right. we can't anticipate we cannot anticipate each other's needs in that way um, because we're not all psychic. So we have to be able to ask, and I find that a lot of people struggle to have very, very honest conversations because they feel like the other person won't understand them or acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's really important, especially vital right now, is in a house that's usually having one or two people now having five or six, you definitely have to be able to communicate in close quarters because the stress is already there. And I've never been a person to shy away from reality, so I don't try to make believe that, you know, the stress isn't plugged in, it's already plugged in. Uh, we need to make sure that we're not basically increasing the output to make sure the stress increases. And I like how my past used to say, you can either be a thermostat or a thermometer. One regulates the temperature, and one just tells you the temperature of the room. If we're not addressing the fact that, you know, we are walking on pins and needles, then we do tend to basically speak our minds because that's the only one we consider matters. If we're not thinking of everyone else in the group, then it does become an issue. So when you're in cramped quarters and the situation is kind of high and the stress is elevated and you can't go where you want to go, you can't do what you normally do, 
what's a good way to calm your mind and relax the people around you without without stop, to stopping being yourself? I think sometimes it's just as simple as breathing. You know, taking a few deep breaths and knowing that however you feel, no matter what it is, is temporary. Like what is going on right now is temporary. And right now it's really important that we are present, that we're alert, that we're doing our best for ourselves and for the people around us. So just like coming back and like maybe maybe just going and sitting for a few minutes, taking a few deep breaths and like thinking that, you know, like this is not this is not forever. How I feel is temporary and I control how I feel. So if you're feeling frustrated or, you know, sometimes just like, hey, you guys, I have to go outside for a few minutes or I'm going to go walk the dogs or I need to go do this where I'm going to go sit in my office. So just letting people know respectfully that you need to do that for yourself. And I think everyone has really different ways of dealing with it. And a a lot of it has to do with like a, there are generational differences with how we deal with things. Especially if you have like if, especially if you have extended family living with you. There you go. That's what I was about to talk about right now. Because Bethany says she's got uh, two sets of family members that were based, are stuck in her hometown with her at the house because their flights and all their other travel arrangements had to be either discontinued or re, re, redone. So... You know, the the attitudes and anger are already elevated, and she's trying to be the peacekeeper. How does she manage that and still keep her kids from speaking like the people that are angry? Ooh. I think that having, I, I think especially if she is the peacekeeper, also being able to facilitate conversations with people who are unhappy you know, and just being able to express very honestly, like, you know, the people that are staying there, that probably wasn't what they foresaw that they were going to do, right? So so I think a lot of people have trouble saying that the things that are not pretty. I think we live in a society yeah. where everything is, everything should be pretty and feel good, and it doesn't. Exactly. And when you try to express, you know, like, you know, I really appreciate us you having us at your home, but we, you know, like this isn't what we thought it was going to be, but we're going to try to make the most of it, you know, and like maybe just asking for some ideas and even some activities that could include everyone to like have fun together, you know, like this is a really good time that we can learn from our older generations and hear stories about things we don't know about, you know, and, and share that time and just kind of like history together Mm -hmm. so it's 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 a really neat time um to have that and maybe maybe having a night where like after dinner we're going to talk about you know like pick a topic or everyone share like their favorite memory or something because those are the times that we look back at as we get older and we remember you know it it wasn't Mm -hmm. the expensive presents it wasn't the like extravagant trip usually it's the times where we actually sat down and talked about real things that we, you know, we take with us 
Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, you know, this, this is the thing, and, and I've always, I had this issue when I was young dealing with, with the elders, and it's fact well, dealing with anyone, in, in your place, it, it, it's going to be your rules, and they don't necessarily have to agree with it, but they have to understand that it's your rules. And you have to be proactive in that. And communication, again, we'll go back to Bethany was talking about, is really big because if we're not basically setting the foundation, then there's a lot of room for error. And if it's written on the wall, charted, and basically this is how things are going to go so we can keep the peace, this is the foundation of how it's going to go. And if anybody has an issue, step outside for a minute, like you were saying, you know, catch your breath. But when you come back in, just realize you're dealing with family and people that love you. So let's speak in that nature. You have to set that, that foundation because it can get out of control really quick, especially with people who are used to doing their own thing whenever they feel. And I think that's one of the biggest issues we're having with this uh, shutdown is that people were so used to having their own way that sharing has become yeah. a outdated and I, I don't I don't want to say it like a joke but it is in many ways an outdated aspect that you know you want to do what and why and whatever because you know you have another you have another group of people in this house and don't they have a say but if, if it's a standard if it's a foundation it's a lot easier to go along you don't like it I mean some mm-hmm. people just don't like to compromise no matter what you do but that's a part of life and uh, any adult has been used to compromising. And uh, I remember my mom and my aunt would say to themselves, but I could hear it because I was with them, and they would say, you know, pick your battles. And if it's not worth, you know, ruining everyone's day, then, hey, just just let it go. And there's going to be a lot of things mm-hmm. in our lives. That and this is another chance to basically learn the family dynamic, of really get to know your family instead of just the good parts of them, you know, there was some bad parts of family members that I got to see uh, one holiday, especially the one that was the, the drug addict. You know, nobody knew, but because he couldn't go where he wanted, when he wanted, we got to see the, the bad side. But, I, you know, thank God we were to catch it so we could get his, uh, his problem addressed and get him back to life and society in a healthy way. So, you know, it's, it's going to be things that we, like you said, we're going to learn the bad. There's going to be a lot of bad that we never thought or never identified with the person that's uh, in our lives, but you'll sure see it a lot sooner. And I, I'm, I'm thankful to get to see it sooner than later because you sure don't want to have it getting any worse for them, especially when you think about the health factors that we're already stressing over. What do you think of that, Tom? That that was so good. When, and the thing that you touched on, boundaries, I think – I, you know, I think our our society doesn't teach how to set boundaries. Like, this is my house. These are these are kind of the rules that we live by. I just want to communicate this to you. You know, I think people have a really hard time saying those things because they feel like people won't like them because they're mm-hmm. saying what they you know what they need in their home or what the expectation is. And I think that giving boundaries and expectations are such a gift because, you know, you may have people in your home who expect you to make meals for them all the time. And that's just not something that you can handle. So if you're like, Hey, 
I'm gonna make I'm gonna make breakfast every day for everyone. But you guys are kind of on on your own for lunch, and like maybe we'll do dinner together. You know, just like being able to say those types of things, I think mm-hmm. are really important, especially if you have people there who aren't normally there. And like I've noticed that we sit down at the dinner table right now and eat together and share time together, and I actually really enjoy that. So it's it's a really fun time for me to to have that you know, when, when that wasn't something that was happening a whole lot, because as you said, you made a great point. Everyone kind of lived the way they're used to living. They go where Mm -hmm. they want, when they want, you know, and, and that's just kind of how it is. But now, you know, people have to compromise a little bit because we're learning that we have to work together. And I think that's something that we, I, I grew up with. You know, like my family, we did things together, and now I feel like we're kind of circling back to that. So I think that's actually really a cool thing. No, it is, and and I call it the family dynamic because, you know, we we tend to forget family because we're away from so much. And one of the things that uh, it it really caught me was that, you know, the thought of going home was a dread for some people that's like, oh, I got to go. And I'm thinking, my goodness, yeah. that, that's something that would always make me smile because you got a chance to go home. And that's, that's where the heart is and where the love is. But because the family dynamic is not there, that social structure that's not there, we tend to dread it. And they know their coworkers better than they do their own family members. And that that's frightening to me. Mm-hmm that we are getting to that point and it's even acceptable to when you have the conversation because so many people can identify with that statement. They basically overlook what's being lost as well. Like you said, these are, these are cherished memories I have in my head with, with, with the family outings, the family vacations. I really didn't care where we went. I just Mm -hmm. love the fact that all the family was gone. And, you know, not everyone grew up in that. But this is the time we can teach. And, you know, we've got a lot of listeners that are just loving what we're talking about. But um, the thing that they're asking is, you know, how does this identify with uh, natural bodybuilding? And I'm saying this very, very simply. You have two natural bodybuilders telling about society and life. So that means we're a part of that as well. So don't, don't pigeonhole us into natural bodybuilding because we had to be something before we became competitive. And basically we were human beings and family members and friends and coworkers and everything that you are. We just basically found a niche that was appealing to us and we stepped into it and filled the role and filled the void in our lives that we were seeking. So Tara, what would you take? What would be your take on that? So I think that before anything else, we're all humans. So we all share a lot of the same challenges, whether we are involved in different hobbies or sports or anything, we're people. And I think that all of these things apply to to everyone, no matter what they do. And, And I would say that natural bodybuilding is part of why I am able to express all of these things, because I, you know, and I think that 
that for me, my experience with competition helped bring me kind of out of my shell and it taught me so many important lessons. And that's why I continue to coach in natural bodybuilding, but I, I have continued that. Like I haven't competed since 2013 and that was, you know, like even transitioning out for me as a coach, not competing anymore was really hard because that was yeah. such a huge part of my identity. And something that I share with all of my competitors is competing is temporary. Like this is not something that you will probably do for your whole life. I mean, there, there are definitely exceptions where I've seen people like at the Natural Olympia that have been competing for like 20 some years, which is amazing. Yeah. But, but the percentage of people who achieve that is so small that, you know, you may compete once, you may compete for a few seasons, you may compete for five years, but you have to come back to your life, to your society, you know, with something to give. So, yes. Thinking about that before you're done, you know, like how do I want to take what I've learned in natural bodybuilding and utilize that and apply that in my life? Well, one of the things for me is like I can liken that to when I was playing basketball. You know, it it was a good thing for me. And then I had a chance to play overseas, and that was a great thing for me. And, you know, getting to go to all these different countries and learn all these different uh, languages and different dialects, it was it was mind-blowing. And it was a guy that was basically looking down the road in my future, and he said, one day I'd grow to hate basketball. And I said, that's not true. I said, I might not be able to play it, but the love will always be there. So, you know, it it was an understanding that while I'm playing it, at some point someone else is going to have the right to play it just like I did. So, you know, passing the ball in the buck wasn't that big a deal. And I think that's what he was trying to, you know, because you get a lot Mm -hmm. of people that say something, but it's not really in a positive way. It's more like a jab Mm -hmm. or a sarcastic, uh, sarcastic remark. And I caught that not because he was saying it, just simply because I was already thinking that myself. This isn't going to last forever. I'm not going to be able to dunk a basketball when I'm 40 and 50 years old. I would love to have that opportunity. But like you said, let's be honest, and you know, not everyone's a Vince Carter where he can play for 20 years in basketball and still be an elite competitor while doing so. So, you know, that was an understanding for me. But, you know, life goes on and change is going to happen, and, and we should not fear that. And that's the one thing I'm, I'm seeing, like you said, when I was – I was saddened by the the tone that was set by the what what I considered uh, the 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 well-known competitors, the well-known athletes, natural bodybuilding athletes in in our community, in our area, in our region, that were saying such negative things about a gym closing. I said, you know, we we have to be better than this. We simply have mm-hmm. to be better. Because if we're having all these followers and we're posting all our pics and we're expecting all these likes and we're expecting all these followers, then we should be able to understand that we're taking them in a direction that we're already going. And if we're going in a negative direction, guess what? We're taking people in a negative way. And that ripple effect is the thing that always frightens me. Because if you 
let's say you take one step down, and that's the only step you have to take for the day. But someone else took that step with you and takes another one. And someone else took a step with them and takes another one. At some point, somebody's going to hit rock bottom just because of that bad step that we took. And we need to hone up to it. We need to address it. And if it's an ugly part of us, we need to address that in ourselves and share that with them as well. Because if we're going to be the the mental, moral, and motivational leaders that we claim, at some point we're going to take a misstep and we need to correct it as soon as possible to make that happen. Mm-hmm. That's how you do in families. That's how you do as head of the household. That's how you do as CEOs. This is how you do as business leaders. These are things we have to address. And in a time like this, it must happen. It's not something we can take, uh, you know, take a day off and, and think it's going to get better. It is not. We have to address it as soon as we do it. And, you know, for the people that are, are struggling, the last thing they need to hear is somebody they look up to speaking negative and basically taking them even further in the wrong direction. So, Tara, I'm, I'm loving this conversation, and obviously our listeners are as well. Uh, what are some of the things they can do to have that time to themselves and still address the needs of the people they care for? I think it's just making that a conscious thing. And maybe, you know, and I think everyone is a little bit different in how they, they oh, do that. Goodness. You know, some, some people might want to write it down. Some people might need to, like, put it in their phone as a reminder. Um, but, you know, I think that also not trying to change too many things at once, like picking two mm-hmm. or three simple things that you can do. Maybe it's just two things. And just creating the time and saying, you know what, I am enough. I'm worthy. I need this for myself. And this is just keeping me whole. And I really need to do that so that I can show up as my best self and I can show up for everyone else like that. And just Mm -hmm. seeing the value in taking care of yourself, because if we want to talk about natural bodybuilding, you know, a lot of people say my health is a priority. Well, health is so many facets and so many aspects. It is not just the physical appearance. It is also taking care of your emotional health and your mental health and all of those things. So if your health truly is a priority, then you are prioritizing these types of things too, or you can learn to, you know, so that you can feel overall better wellness, if you will. And, and I think for the people who are, who are, are influencing and who are leaders in, in our industry, like, let's look at their posts as like, are they adding value? Are they giving value to us in their posts? Are they, are they just trying to get numbers? Is it just to impress or is it to express something that's very honest? Because if people don't, you know, lead with humility and share Mm -hmm. when they have struggled, it is really hard to connect with them. You know, if it's like, I'm always in shape and everything is great in my life. I'm like, well, some shit is happening in your life and you're yeah. not owning it and, and seeing it as a teaching tool. Like, Hey, I had a really bad day today. You know, I, I got really overwhelmed by a few things. I sat on the bathroom floor and cried for a few minutes. And then I had to think about who am I, what do I believe and how do I get back up? 
you know, that is where we connect with people is when they share who they are, hard moments. And right now we're having some hard moments. So look for the people who lead with that type of leadership. Those are the people that I really appreciate because I know it's hard to have the courage to come out and say those types of things. And and you better believe it is. But it, if it's the truth, then it'll fall out anyway. And, you know, we have so many ways of letting that information be known. And a lot of times when you hide it, that makes it even worse because then it basically comes out when at the worst time and with the worst emotion attached to it, which is either anger, hatred, or just straight frustration. So we, we, we if we manage ourselves better, we can communicate better, we can deal with the problems better because we're not piled up with a whole bunch of negativity. And I think a lot of people right. are overburdened with negativity because they've taken on so much in an effort to try and help and heal someone else. We can't do that if we're not addressing mm-hmm. ourselves as human beings. So when we're addressing others, we should think of ourselves and how we would want to hear those words. And like you said, if it's yes. not said with humility, or not with love and concern for their well-being and how they feel, then you're not really speaking, you're talking. Uh, if you're going to open your mouth, say something. If you're going to make a post, mean something. And just give who you are because you can't be anything fake because you can't hold it forever. Mm-hmm. You can be you every day. So, Tara, is there anything else you'd like to add to this? Because I'm loving where, we, where we've gone with this but I want to make sure that we don't miss nothing that you had to say or, or share with the, the community. I I really love where we went with this. And I, I would say that just to remember that we are all people first, we're all humans first, you know, and, and that we all are struggling and to maybe think about the people around you with a little bit more kindness than normal, because just because you don't know their story doesn't mean they're struggling and they don't, yeah. you know, as other people don't know your story unless you share it and you would want them to treat you the same way. So I think that if you want to, you know, I, I hear so many people say it, they want to motivate and inspire others right now is the time. Do it with your words, do it with your actions, the way that you treat people yep. like those things are, are so important. It is. Uh, like I, I, my way of giving back is, is volunteering, uh, sharing. Mm-hmm. You'll always meet more people that are real. Um, you definitely learn the people who have an interest as compared to the people who just do it to have their face uh, seen. Uh, I learned that uh, very early on. And one of the things that I do adore about the volunteers is, like I said, is that they're giving themselves. And when you see someone matching their thoughts, their words, and their deeds, you've met a very special person in life. And those are the ones that I love connecting with because I always grow and learn from them. Uh, anything else you'd like to add, Tom? I, I, I would just like to say amen to all of that that you just said. And, and the thing that you talk about with volunteering, it always if you're struggling, if you're really unhappy, sometimes thinking about somebody else will help you feel better. Sometimes helping yeah. someone who has less than you 
will help you feel better and also be more appreciative of what you have. So, you know, that is always such a good option for, for people to, to help give back some way. Well, you are preaching to the choir. I love every bit about it. Okay, now I can't. So thank you. Thank you for volunteering. No, 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 no. We can't let you get off. We can't let you get off this phone without giving all your information of how people can contact you or get in touch with you if they if the, when the show starts on your Zoom. Sure. So I have um, on Instagram, I'm at Tara A. And on Facebook, I am Tara and Marie Thatcher. And I have a page for Perfectly Prepared on Facebook and Instagram as well. Well, there you have it, everybody. A beautiful woman with beautiful words. And I enjoy every time she's on the show. It is heartfelt. I can tell you as as a person that knows her that what she's saying, she's actually doing and living. I know we bump into people like that. And because we're not more outspoken about when they're fake and when, when, you, when the real people are, well, I'm speaking up on behalf of a real woman, a real lady, uh, so, guys, don't get any ideas. I know you're going to be stalking her page. Uh, she is a lady, not a girl, okay? So realize when you get a response, don't get your feelings hurt because you've already been warned. Uh, Tara, anything else? No, I I want to say thank you. I really appreciate your conversation and all that you're doing. Um, we need we The world needs people like you, so I I really appreciate you. All glory to God. I thank God for each and every opportunity because, like you said, nobody knows the backstory but you unless you share it, and I have quite a backstory, and I made a promise, and so far I've kept up to that promise to God, and I will continue to do so for as long as I can. Uh, Tara, thank you so much. I, I truly enjoy each and every time you're on the show. I, I, I know our listeners did because we've got all these hearts and <laughs> All these smiling Aww. and mind blown emojis. That's the one I liked uh, when you were talking about uh, communication and the parts to basically engage in the family dynamic and society. You blew a couple of minds, and uh, a lot of the women gave a lot of thumbs up. So that's very good. I'm loving everything about this show. The only thing I'm not liking is that once again, Dad's had to miss the show. I don't know. I was like, what, whenever we have Tom on, it seems like Dad can't be. <laughs> And I love to have both of your creative minds uh, working to help society get back into the mindset, back into the groove of uh, doing better and being better. And I know that day is going to come. So we're, we're going to look forward to having you on the show in the future. And uh, whatever day, we'll set it up. But I know whatever the conversation is, you're going to be a welcome addition to it. I love it. I look forward to that as well. Yes, ma'am. And thank you, uh, thank you for everyone for listening. We appreciate you. Yes, we do. And uh, guys, we'll get through this. We will get through yes. this. And you know, the one of the things that uh, I do want to say before we end this show is, is please respect our elders who are shopping. Uh, they are very limited in their time, their energy, and their effort as a whole. Not everyone. I know we all know some some of our elders that can run like spring chickens, but not all of them. Be more assistive. Uh, help them. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you know, if you can go shop for them in this time because they are more susceptible. And uh, if you have to drop the stuff at the door and make sure they get it in the house, that's fine too. But just, you know, look upon your neighbors, especially your elders. Uh, take care of them. Keep the mindset that you're going to be that age at one point, and hopefully people will have the same mindset that we have right now as far as getting aid, assisting, and being there. Um, please, as we interact with others, we don't know what they're stressed under. They don't know what stress you're under. But let's realize that we might all be under stress and just conduct with ourselves and others much better in the future because it's shameful to see what I'm seeing in this nation when it comes to interacting with others. Uh, any part you'd like to add to that, Tara? I would I would say that was beautiful and just you know, just be a little extra kind to everyone right now and have a little extra compassion because everyone is stressed, everyone's dealing with something and you know, just be helpful, be kind. That's what we need from everyone right now. Yes. And if we stay in that mindset, we won't keep getting in these kind of situations. And even if we do will handle them much better. So for Tara, for Desiree, for the P4P guys, thanks so much for giving us this platform and chance to speak out and speak up and speak, you know, to the people that are really struggling with times. And, guys, not everybody's in the situation they're promoting, but let's just realize we can do better. We can all do better. Even if you're at your best, you can do better tomorrow because that's what being better is all about. Tara, thanks so much. Love you, girl. Love the show. Love your mind. Oh, my goodness, I love that mind. And it's such a beautiful thing. Uh, Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Muscle, P for P Real Talk. We 